This is the People Podcast, bringing you the latest trends, technologies, and strategies to create a world-class workforce. Hey, People Podcast listeners. This week's episode is a fun one. I sit down with 7 Steps Chief Solutions Officer, Paul Harty. We talk about some macro recruiting trends for 2021 and how automation is impacting and making recruiting teams more efficient. So definitely stay tuned to the end. But first, quick word from our sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by 7-Step. 7-Step, a global leader in total talent outsourcing and solutions. Annually ranked as a top enterprise recruitment process outsourcing provider on HRO Today's Baker's Dozen list and a leading managed service provider. 7-Step provides services in nearly 50 countries spanning six continents. They provide a bespoke suite of total talent management services, including enterprise and project RPO, MSP, data analytics, and employer branding. Total talent acquisition solutions to organizations across a variety of industries. Seven-step solutions are all powered by Saveo, a comprehensive talent and business intelligence technology platform and service designed to provide stakeholder visibility into talent acquisition and business performance. To learn more, visit 7 com. Paul, thanks so much for joining me on the People Podcast. Jesse, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Pleasure is all mine. Just to get started, if you could give the audience just a quick intro to your background. Sure. Jesse, uh, I'm Paul Hardy. I'm the Chief Solutions Officer at 7-Step, and I've been with 7-Step now for 27 years. Started out in the IT staffing side of our business for the first decade and a half or so, and over the last 12 years have been um, involved in driving the RPO business. Currently, I lead in assessing and curating talent acquisition solutions. That includes the advancement of our proprietary talent analytics and insights platform, Saveo, as well as all the innovation in analytics, automation, and actionable intelligence that is involved in Saveo for both 7-Step and how we run our business, as well as all of our clients. That's awesome. 27 years is a, a long time for any, to be a one company specifically. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's an unbelievable culture and it continues to challenge and, and excite me. So, you know, I don't think I'll have another 27, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So what are you guys seeing in terms of like, obviously you guys are speaking to clients and working with a lot of different like global brands and companies. What's kind of the read heading into 2021? We've obviously had a really odd 2020 and, and what's 2021 looking to shape up to be? Yeah, odd is one one word for it, right? Well, I'd start with, I'd, I'd first point out that many of the things that HR leaders are dealing with today in this COVID world are similar to to pre-COVID. It's, it's hard to think about pre-COVID because it feels like it's been a decade. Right. When you go back to 2019, just for a minute before we start talking about 20 and 21, you know, the, the core buzzwords remain the same, right? Candidate experience, the gig economy, the struggle with finding skilled labor with, you know, record unemployment, and even at, you know, seven or eight or nine percent, where we're measuring it today, it's still incredibly difficult to find people. Of course, retention of people and, and diversity and inclusion were, were very, very hot topics. And so, you know, as we speak to our clients, the, the, the pandemic has really just exponentially increase the speed at which they these topics need to be addressed, right? Which, of course, also results in a lot of pressure for them to execute. So, for example, you know, many companies went from 
fully in the office to fully out of the office and, you know, could have been a matter of days, right? And so when you think about right. candidate experience, that completely turned the candidate experience on its head on how you recruit work culture and the pressure uh, going back to gig economy around maybe inviting people who now need to move from full-time to part-time and how do we incorporate part-time people into our culture as the work from home, you know, experience has really mandated the need to be able to make those changes for your people. And you can go on and on with, with, with other of these kinds of examples. But what we're feeling is that our clients and our prospects are really set on driving solutions or even more urgently now than in the past. And so the positive thing about this is that it's also been my experience that senior leaders in high-level corporate HR or TA positions have always been agents of change. And the most successful ones are also quite skilled at, at managing this kind of disruption. So Sometimes you use the word disruption, it's hard to put COVID in a disruption category because it sounds like you're comparing it to positive disruptions or like advancements like the web or AI. But what I'm saying is the pandemic has disrupted the urgency to address these core topics that most leaders were already dealing with. So as an RPO provider, it's our mission to help clients manage through disruption. And of course, the impact on public health is nothing like the negative disruptors of previous recessions like the dot-com bubble burst or the financial crisis. But the conversation is similar. There's a major global event affecting my business, um, some in e-commerce world quite positively from a revenue standpoint, right? Opposite if you're in the travel and leisure, but questions and topics really remain the same. How do I, as a senior leader, look at all the urgent missions and drive the right programs so when we come out of this, we're a better company for our employees and for our customers. And so what's happened is that the plan for 2020, in most cases, were pretty much torn up, right, and or, or revamped, um, which has really resulted in the need to urgently execute on the core strategies to manage a workforce in today's world and for the future. And probably what's most concerning is, you know, what does that future look like, right? Um, but speed and urgency, I think, have, um, have become a, a real topic of the day. Yeah, you bring up some interesting parts there. Like, I think there's so much to kind of unpack in terms of all that sudden transition from people working part-time to being completely remote to just thinking about the candidate experience, right? Like I just wrote an article recently about how just making sure similar to the onsite interview, right? You never leave the candidate alone, right? Especially if somebody's running a few minutes late, but right. people do it all the time on online, you know, zoom interviews, mm -hmm. you're just sitting in an empty zoom room for like five, 10, 15 minutes, some candidates, right? And that's the recruiter or the recruiting team's responsibility to jump in or HR, whoever's running recruiting, jump into that meeting, make sure candidates are engaged, not forgotten about. Your second point, which was you're seeing a lot of teams basically urgently looking to hire in 2021. I, I think we've actually seen the same thing uh, out here in the tech sector and the, the West Coast. A lot of, we basically were pretty slow in Q3 and then Q4, it seems like everyone has these grand ambitions to hire in, in 2021. So it seems like things are really kind of taking off. So with that, what do you think if, if you're like a TA, a talent acquisition leader, a recruiting leader, HR leader, where do you recommend starting for like, if we're thinking about 2021, what should be like on the forefront of their, their thought process? Well, I think the first thing that any TA leader needs to look at is how is it my communication with my senior leadership and my understanding of what we're really trying to solve? What are the priorities of the business? So I'll give you an example just, you know, just for seven step. I mean, you know, in, in 2020, we focused first on our employees' ability to deliver for our clients uninterrupted as we moved from probably 70, 30 core delivery center model to work from home. Now, again, we did have 30% of our workforce 
working from home. So that transition was pretty quick and, and seamless, thankfully. But then we quickly moved on to items related to retention and culture and the development of our people. So some of our clients didn't have that ability to work from home, right? For example, we have clients that are key members of the food supply chain, right? So they're working in warehouses and, you know, they've got to get the food onto the trucks, right? Or companies involved in the distribution of the testing equipment. And now, you know, the vaccine is here, you know, the vaccine. So one of the key things is, as you mentioned, you know, where to start is to make sure that you've got that upward communication to your senior leaders on what you're trying to solve. Because there can be so many things with this kind of period in, in, in time that can send you in multiple directions. Now, for us, and the way we approach that both for our business and our clients is really starting by, once I understand what we're trying to solve, thinking about it in three buckets. Is it a people, a process, or a technology solution that can help me here, right? Now, and oftentimes it's it's a balance, right? But, you know, can a person that we have right now fix this? Uh, can a person that we have right now who's better focused on fixing this, this problem um, uh, have, a, have a, a higher chance of succeeding? Do we need to go find some other talent, right? Um, if it's process or tech, um, does that enablement of a process change or, or technology allow us to increase our efficiency or, or see better results. And so one of the things that we're seeing with our clients is, first of all, they're getting those clear messages, I think, a lot better, again, related to the previous point on urgency, um, but they're a lot more urgent and enabled, I guess is a better way to say it, and even willing to make the kinds of changes, knowing that they've got to get ready for what will hopefully be, you know, a recovery in 2021, whether that shows up in the second or third quarter, you know, we'll see. But I think companies are thinking very much about 2021 in a strategic capacity around how they're going to come out of 2021 and move into 22-23 um, as we get further past this pandemic. Yeah, you brought up a really good point. Mm -hmm. It must be uh, the 27 years experience because you basically made a, a really complex statement that was super simple, right? It was basically a people process or technology solution, right? And it, mm -hmm. it kind of stuck out to me. This week's episode is brought to you by Saveo, powered by 7-Step. Saveo is an integrated talent solutions platform with an array of modules to choose from. You can attract, nurture, select, onboard, develop, analyze, and get insights that gives talent acquisition teams the tools to do their jobs effectively and efficiently. Saveo can seamlessly integrate with existing talent systems using an open API architecture. The platform's proprietary data aggregator, Saveo Insights, pulls in data across talent acquisition systems into a single holistic dashboard, enabling you to use business analytics and talent management data to solve and conquer today's most pressing challenges. Give your talent strategy direction. Learn more at 7stepRPO dot com slash Saveo. As we look forward to like, there's a lot of talk of like automation and recruiting solutions and, and software basically displacing recruiting teams. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that first off? And then second to that, like as we look to like automation to address like inefficiencies in the recruiting process, how do you mm -hmm. differentiate your company to like stand out, right? Especially as a lot of these companies are a little bit, some companies are like more technology enabled and they'll adopt technologies quickly and try them out. And some are a little bit more apprehensive. Maybe we can talk about that. Like, what are your, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, there's been a massive, massive investment in HR and talent acquisition technology over the last several years. And it's really confusing. It's very complicated. It's very time consuming for senior leaders to make the right kinds of choices in, you know, what, what do they want the technology to do? 
how it interacts with the people that are responsible for making the right choices of talent or, or retaining them. So there always has to be a good marriage of technology and people. And our philosophy is at seven step that we don't really see these AI tools replacing people as much as they will make them better at what they do. And I think that should be, you know, really the way you look at a lot of these things. Now, again, at the risk of sounding like too old of a guy, <laughs> you know, we can use technology to replace simple screens today. I mean, you know, it's widely known that, you know, Amazon is, you know, using a bot, you know, in, in some warehouses to, to bring the, the candidate all the way through the process and interacting with the human on their very first day. But they're still interacting with that human on the very first day. Right. So the result of that touchless recruiting is going to be at some point, there's going to be a handoff to a person that needs to work with that other person. So I think you just have to look at it in terms of, you know, what do we really do well, you know, internally and what do we want to keep? What do we think we have some opportunity to gain some advantage, whether it's talent acquisition related or, or retention related in, in talent? Right. And then what do we want our focus to be based on our our goals, you know, as a business. For us, we also look at it in three other categories, attract and engage and capture. And so when we think about talent acquisition, um, you can point certain kinds of tools to any of those categories and enhance the recruiter's ability to, for example, spend more time with a candidate because the candidate has been vetted, you know, in a certain way by a machine. And now instead of spending so much time on that first level of screaming to find out that someone is um, not interested or not capable um, uh, uh, to, to, to meet the requirements, you can spend a lot more time um, getting into a longer, more relationship-building type of a conversation with that candidate. Similarly, hiring managers can have that same benefit, right? The candidates are better vetted, they're better prepared. The hiring manager can spend more time really getting to the root of you know, the employee's uh, skill sets and fit within the company to make better hiring decisions. Wrapped around all of that, I think is one key important piece, which is the analytics. We've been in the analytics game for over a decade. Our business is really run by understanding our metrics um, and understanding our clients' metrics and um, what their goals are. And I'm not just talking about speed, right? There's quality, there's diversity, there's you know so many more important measurables than just you know how quickly you can fill a position, but there's a lot of companies out there still struggling with the definition of the single point of truth when it comes to um, TA. And that's largely because there's been so many um, new tools introduced to these technology stacks and they don't all really talk well together. So a lot of our prospects, we find we spend a lot of time talking about as we're going to build, for example, build up a solution for them, they don't really have the data. Um, they know there's a problem, but they don't know where the problem exists. And so we spend quite a bit of time talking about, you know, what they have and what they don't have, coming to a, a basis of an understanding of what we have for data, helping them fix their data problems. And then once we agree that we've got the right kind of metrics in place, even if we want to, we have to use our imagination a little bit for a period of time, we will then test against those as we implement the solution. And also, they have the ability to tap in, of course, to our Surveyo Insights tool, which allows for this integration of data in the first place. So we're big fans and big proponents of that when you have the data, you can then go back to your people process or technology question. You can go back to your attract, engage, and capture questions, and you can apply the right kinds of solutions, whether they're bots or programmatic advertising or whatever they might be to solve your most challenging uh, talent acquisition 
challenges. That's great. And I think you bring up a, a good point about automation and just in the, the recruiting process in general, which is you're looking at not replacing recruiters, just making them more efficient so they can spend more time on the, the human elements of the recruiting process, right? Like candidate engagement, closing candidates, creating processes and, and kind of lifting up the burden off of some of those mundane tasks, whether it be scheduling or sourcing or things of that nature. So I totally agree with you. I think that's kind of where the future of recruiting is heading is not replacement, but just uh, efficiency. Well, that's hundred percent correct. And, you know, you will find if you did a, you know, a survey that most people who became recruiters because they liked the human interaction, they wanted to spend that extra time with the hiring manager, building that relationship. They want to be consultative. They want to do the same with their applicants, right? Um, they don't want to just process them through um, because they're, you know, they've got stacks and stacks of people. They really want to spend the right time with the candidates and the hiring managers as an advisor, right, and as a partner to make really sound hiring decisions for their company. So by enabling them with some tools that can make them more efficient, they can concentrate on high value work and that high value work is going to return into high retention and high satisfaction. So all of it is in really in mind with that, you know, recruiter, hiring manager and, and candidate experience. Paul, thanks so much for joining me on the People Podcast. What's the best way for people to reach you if they want to learn more about yourself or 7-Step? Uh, best way to reach me, uh, certainly connect on LinkedIn or just feel free to email me at paul.hardy at 7stepRPO.com. Great. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. And thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Jesse. This week's episode has now come to an end, but our content doesn't end here. Head over to jessetinsley.com where you can find more valuable resources to hire and keep the ultimate workforce. That's jessetinsley.com.